What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, November 30th, 2020. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for indulging me over the last five days. It's been five days since I recorded a show, I believe four days since I uploaded one. I'm recording this on Sunday, so yeah, that uh, that makes sense, and I appreciate you allowing me to at least attempt to enjoy my Thanksgiving weekend, the four-day weekend that was the Thanksgiving weekend. I appreciate it. I hope everyone out there had, well, I mean, it might, might have been hard to have a fun Thanksgiving weekend given the uh, situation with COVID, but I hope you at least had a very safe Thanksgiving weekend. That's kind of all you can hope for here in 2020. Slow news weekend. Not a lot of news to report much at all, really, and that was to be expected. My guess is, and again, my prediction game has not been great in 2020, but my guess is this week will be slow, and then next week we're going to start to see some guys at least being talked about in terms of where they're going to be signing in this hot stove free agency offseason. Last week we did have a signing. We had Charlie Morton to the Braves, which I talked about extensively on the show last week. I was a big fan of that signing, but I did want to talk today in the first segment about something I I discussed last week, but I want to talk more so about what it may have to do with the the team we cover here, the Detroit Tigers. It it was announced last week that Blake Snell is potentially on the trading block. I I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, We talked about Blake Snell quite a bit here on this podcast. Obviously, you had to with the Rays making the deep postseason run that they made and of course Kevin Cash's controversial decision to pull him in game six of the World Series. Like I don't know if the Rays are gonna trade him. I, I don't I have no gauge on what they do. They make a lot of moves that I always think are questionable and yet it always works out. They are kind of and people may think this is a strange comparison, but kind of like kind of like the New England Patriots of baseball where it's like on their own, there's a lot of guy they, they make a lot of moves that seem questionable on paper and yet they just have a system in place. They just kind of keep rolling with the system they have. And I give them a lot of credit for that, but they, they take guys who I don't think are very good and they turn them into key pieces. They love their platoon guys. Like, by all accounts, Mike Zanino is a bad major league player and he played a pretty big role for them in the postseason. Now, they do have some studs like Meadows and Lau and, and Snell, of course. So it's not like it's it's entirely made up of scrubs, but, you know, they have their system. And, and the way I talked about Blake Snell last week was that I think that he's a player who believes that there's a monster in him that's yet to be unleashed. And I think perhaps he's gotten a bit frustrated with the system that the Rays have in place. This is a theory. I'm not, I don't know how true it is, but you could even see, I mean, look at his face when he was getting pulled in some of these games. He's constantly frustrated. This is a guy who I think wants to be a 100-plus pitch a start, seven-inning-a-start type of pitcher, and the Rays have their system. And their system is... We're going to have you throw 70 pitches. You're going to go four or five innings. We're going to turn it over to the bullpen. No matter what, no matter how good you look, doesn't matter if you got a perfect game going, we're going to the pen. And that giveth and it taketh away. It giveth for most of the season. They made it to the World Series and it tooketh away in game six against the Dodgers when they pulled a guy who was pitching the game of his life. But enough about that. The question that always comes up Every time this happens, the the things you always see on Detroit Tigers social media is, is this a move the Tigers can make? And I've pushed back against 90% of this stuff. Like when the Indians said Lindor is probably going to be traded. I said, don't do it. Don't trade for Lindor. Don't sacrifice part of your farm system for a guy who's only going to be here for one year. I mean, potentially you could sign him long term, but that that's a gamble. 
Same with Baez or Story or any one of these, you know, shortstops who only has one year left on their deal. I'm not sacrificing my future for a quick hit in the present. I'm not doing it. Now, with that said, and I've brought this up before, in today's day and age, you don't trade players, you trade contracts. Now, you, you, I mean, you trade both because Blake Snell is a very good player. But Blake Snell, what makes him so appealing, they had signed a, uh, an extension a couple years ago with the Rays. I believe it was a five-year deal. So he is signed through the 2023 season. He's getting paid five years, $50 million. So if the Tigers were to acquire him, they'd have him locked up for at least three seasons. Look, do I think the Tigers will make a move and try to trade for Blake Snell? No. Do I think the asking price will be pretty high? Yes. And if that asking price is too high, meaning if they're asking for a Green or a Torkelson or a Mize, I'm not pulling the trigger. But if I'm Chris Illich and if I'm Alavila, I'm looking at this a bit more closely than I look at a potential Lindor deal or a Story deal or a Baez deal. You know, a, a, a tr- one of those trades, which will never happen. Because, like I said, it's a guy who's locked up for several more seasons. I think there is something very appealing about this young core of pitchers with Mize, Manning, and Scooball, and Wentz, or Fajardo, whoever else you want to throw in there, being surrounded by a veteran presence in the clubhouse. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, what about Matt Boyd? Yeah, I, look, Matt Boyd is a wonderful human being, but let's not kid ourselves. Matt Boyd, <laughs> he stinks. I mean, he's not, he's not a good major league pitcher. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball last season. Uh, the idea of surrounding those guys by a guy still in the prime of his career, which Blake Snell is, who's pitched deep into the postseason, who's won a Cy Young, that's very appealing to me. Now, what would it take for the Rays to pull the trigger and make a deal for Blake Snell? What would the Tigers have to give up? Well, if I'm the Tigers, you have your top five. You have Torkelson, Mize, Manning, Green, and Scooball. I'm not trading either one of those guys. And honestly, that's probably where a lot of this argument will end because I'm pretty sure the Rays will ask for at least one of those guys. So, but let's keep going. Let's get, let's go with this fairy world talk. Okay. It's a Monday in the, in the end of November. Uh, We we could discuss this stuff during the off season. So after that, your prospect list is Paredes, Daz Cameron, Dylan Dingler, who you just drafted, Joey Wentz, Alex Fiedo, Daniel Cabrera, and Jake Rogers. That rounds out the top 12. Why I went with 12 and not 10. I don't know. So if I'm the Tigers, who am I offering for Blake Snell? Well, out of my prospect list, I'd offer probably either Wentz or Fiedo. I'd offer Jake Rogers. But then uh, probably you would have to look at the major league level because I don't think the Rays right now are that interested in trading for prospects because they made it to the World Series last year. Uh, they, they don't want to trade for guys who might be good in two to three years. They want guys who are going to contribute now. So who on the Tigers' major league roster could you trade away? Well, I think a guy potentially that could maybe fit in with the Rays and only with the Rays, Nico Goodrum. Uh, Great athlete, can play different positions, could be a platoon guy. That's a possibility. But I think maybe the key piece of that trade, the one piece that the Tigers would probably have to give up, Spencer Turnbull. Now, I I put out a a poll on Twitter, on the Lockdown Tigers account, you can follow this show, at Lockdown Tigers on Twitter, that said, would you give up Spencer Turnbull in a trade for Blake Snell? 65% said yes, they would. And the general consensus from people, that the response seems to be that Spencer Turnbull is bad and they don't like him. It's surprising to me that Spencer Turnbull, of all the players on this team, has backlash against him. Like, look, is Turnbull a great major league pitcher? No. Is he good? He's, he's average. He's average. But he took big steps forward this year. His stuff is excellent, and he was 
by far the best starting pitcher on the staff in 2020. He, I, I get some of the anger, anger because he is a frustrating pitcher when he's not on because of his inability to throw strikes. I mean, he almost led the American League in walks per nine innings last year. I mean, almost five a season ago. He's really got to work on that, but has a ton of upside. Would be a good fit for the Tampa Bay Rays because his stuff is excellent and would probably be just a four or five inning a start type of player. I think there's a lot of intrigue in that aspect about him potentially going there. Look, I don't know if that would be a deal the Rays would take. I don't. In fact, it probably wouldn't be in all honesty. But I think it is worth noting, and this is one of the few successes of the Avila era so far. The farm system is good. Not only is the farm system good, the farm system is substantially deeper. Like Daniel Cabrera, the kid out of LSU who they just drafted, a lot of guys were high on him. He's their 11th best prospect right now, according to MLB.com. That's pretty good. And at a certain point, I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know when it's going to be. But at a certain point, the reason you hoard prospects, the reason why you build your farm system, the reason why you intentionally suck for four years, which is what this baseball team has done, is so that you can get to a point when you're competitive that you can trade away some of those prospects to get top-tier talent and be good now. I'm not trading away any of the top five. I'm not trading away Torkelson, Mize, Manning, Green, or Scooball. I'm not. But anyone else after that, even Isaac Paredes, who is still young, and I know a lot of people are high on him. I'm high on him, but I want to see a splash. I want to see the Tigers deliver a a right-handed knockout punch here. To, to let people know that they are still into this, that they still believe in this, that they still care about being competitive. Now, they showed it a little bit by hiring Hinch, and Hinch showed it, obviously, with the staff he went out and got, but you got to do more than that. I, I, I completely have faith 100% in the, the coaching staff in Detroit right now. Faith in the manager, faith in the pitching coach and hitting coach, all that stuff. I do. And if it changes, I'll let you know. What I don't have faith in is the front office, and I don't have faith in the roster. And at a certain point, you're going to have to make a move to let people know that you still want to win, that you still want to be competitive. Now, if that move means making your pockets a little bit less fat, so be it. If that move means giving away some of the pieces in this farm system, so be it. I, I'm not saying I want Snell right now. I'm not saying sacrifice your future for Blake Snell, but he is far and away the most appealing trade piece on the market right now that I could realistically see the Tigers going out and getting. So that's my thoughts on that. Because I was thinking about this off and on this weekend, and the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, Snell being traded. Well, it ain't going to happen here. But the more I've thought about it, it's like, man, I look at the farm system, and as much as I have serious questions about the direction that this organization is going in, as much as I have serious questions about their ability to develop players, it is a good system. It's a very good system. And I hope, at the very least, Avila and Illich look at this as a possibility. If the asking price is too high, then don't do it, but consider it. That's all I'm asking at this point. I don't think that's much. All right, so we'll be back here in just a second. Going to take a quick break. See you in segment number two. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. 
Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up on Locked On Tigers this week, we're going to be covering all the MLB free agency news as this hot stove offseason hopefully starts to heat up. I'll talk about every single signing, every single major trade, and what it means for our Detroit Tigers. Make sure to listen every day, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Podcasting Network. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in today on this Monday. You know, I was listening back to that first segment, and I I, I couldn't help but chuckle because I was getting very excited about something that that's not going to happen. The, the Tigers aren't going to trade for Blake Snell. I, I think it'd be cool, depending on what the asking price is. I'd go through with it, but I don't know, th- this weekend was you know kind of unlike any other Thanksgiving weekend that any of us have ever had and I was I was looking at kind of the state of things right now forget the world and you know you guys don't want me to talk about uh my my life I get that this is a baseball podcast but I think for the most part people who listen to this podcast are also Detroit sports fans not just Tigers fans I think in general that's probably about a solid 70 percent of my audience I don't have the evidence to support that but I think that's it's probably around there and, and the reason like just the idea of the Tigers trading for Blake Snell is so appealing is because I mean look at the way things are in the city of Detroit right now the Detroit Lions absolutely stink they just fired their GM and coach a coach who was here for almost three years which was about two and a half years longer than I would have kept him uh, a GM who was here probably about two years past his expiration date. Uh, they're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter who they bring in next. They're, they're going to be the Lions forever until the Fords sell the team. And yes, when, you, when you've had 70 years of awfulness, that is a fair ju- judgment to say that the culture stinks and that as long as the ownership is that's in place remains in place, they're going to be terrible. The Pistons are finally, after 12 years... Starting a rebuild, thank God, so who knows, but you know, they probably won't be good for two or three more years, and that's assuming that Troy Weaver uh, knows what he's doing. The Red Wings have sort of an infrastructure in place. Steve Eiserman's going to do a good job there. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but like, I know success, I know pedigree. Steve Eiserman will do a good job in Detroit. Uh, they'll, they'll be solid. And then you have the Tigers, and it's like all four of these teams, and I understand these these owners are millionaires or even billionaires, and they don't really care about what young what young whippersnappers like me care about the team or what the, the working middle class cares about the team. I understand that, but I, I wish they would understand. I wish they would get that all four of these teams have a golden opportunity to make the first punch because I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but I sure have. And I, you know, I, I've lived on Twitter for a long enough time now to know that the, there's a ton of anger and there's a ton of disappointment and there's a ton of frustration. And I, I just want one of these teams to be the first one that throws their hat in the ring and says, Hey, we're going to decide to be good now. And I am under the belief, believe it or not, that the Tigers are the only team in the state right now in terms of the professional sports teams that has the ability to do that simply because they have unlimited money. There's no salary cap. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. The Tigers, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, I'd even throw the Nationals in there. Maybe there's another team that I'm forgetting as well. Those teams, those high roller, big market teams, they 
can be good when they choose to be good. If the Tigers really wanted to, if they had a GM and an owner in place who really knew what they were doing, they could have been competitive each of the last four years. They could have signed several guys to one or two year contracts and fielded a solid team. They chose not to. They went the safe route. They went the easy route, which was we're going to suck for four years. We're going to take the best player available in the you know, top five in the draft, sometimes even the number one pick in the draft. And and, and then we're gonna we're gonna build through that. I don't think they understand the opportunity that they have right now. I don't think they understand how much this sit not just the city of Detroit, the entire state of Michigan is just begging for a champion right now. Not even a champion. How about you make the playoffs? How about you win a playoff game? That'll be a start. Just make it. That would be enough. And I'm not saying they they have the capability of doing it this year, but given the amount of money they have and given the farm system that they have, given the manager they just hired and the coaching staff they just hired, it is completely up to the GM and the owner at this point to decide whether or not they're going to be the first ones to flex their muscles. And it should be them because I'm really tight. Like this show today, usually this thing takes like 45 minutes to record and then upload. This thing's taken me like two hours just because... There's only so many ways you could come on here and say that the Detroit Tigers aren't good. I'm sick of it. And and the fact that so far in this offseason, the Detroit Tigers, I don't even know if they've been mentioned for anybody. Even Taewon Walker, that's it. And Taewon Walker would be, it's a whatever signing if that happened. Not going to move the needle. This entire fan base, not just the Tigers fan base, the Detroit fan base, is ready for a Pudge Rodriguez. Is ready for a moment in which the needle finally moves and you get the impression that one of these teams actually knows what they're doing. Because we haven't gotten a move like that in years. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani two o one four. You can follow me there, but I'm not going to have many updates. uh, So I would just recommend following this show on Twitter. That's at LockdownTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes, leave a positive written five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I'll be back right here tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more news to talk about. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Go Tigers.